Hello everybody and welcome to File 13, the podcast that's all about paranormal, conspiracy, and other weird things that I enjoy. As always, my name is Chris and today I want to talk about something a little different on the channel. I want to talk about hermetics, more specifically the seven principles of hermetics. Now, hermetics are something that I've been kind of interested in for a while. Um, because it isn't a religion, it doesn't pertain to one dogma or the other. Basically, the Hermetics, or the Seven Hermetic Principles, as we will talk about and call them today, are a set of philosophical truths that transcend belief, religion, so on and so forth. They're a Gnostic view of what they perceive as and present themselves as universal truths of the universe and so it's a little heavy um and very very interesting and i am by no means an expert i've only read a few books on it and i'm still kind of sort of grasping them they're very esoteric and a little just a little crazy to uh understand sometimes but at the same time they make sense. So I will do my best to give a brief overview of all this and then talk a little bit about it uh, a little more at the end. So getting right into this, there are seven hermetic principles and these are said to be set down from a legendary figure called Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes Trismegistus, um, some things say he existed, other things say he didn't. Even some Hermetic students say he is just an archetype. But he is basically the father of alchemy. And he was said to be this philosopher who traveled to Egypt. And Egyptians supposedly called him Thoth, which was one of their deities. And he had these emerald tablets. And then he also had these principles that he learned from the great masters and all these things. And... You know, whether he was real or not, these principles have been used in different organizations for centuries, according to those organizations. I don't want to call them secret societies, because we know about them, so they're not really that secret. Uh, more like societies with secrets, like Rosicrucians and Masons and things like that. And I don't profess to know much about those either. A little bit more about Rosicrucians, I did some of that for a while. But, um, so... He had these principles, and these are supposed to basically explain how the universe works in the most general sense of what I just said. So, the first principle is the principle of mentalism. I have a book here called The Kybalion, which is sort of the basis of these principles and a rough explanation of them. And the quote from the Kybalion is, The principle of mentalism... The all is mind, the universe is mental. So what the hell does that mean? So the all, which is a, a word and a phrase that is referenced throughout Hermetics, and in the most basic sense, the all is the, as the Kybalion states it, 
the substantial reality underlying all the outward manifestations and appearances which we know under the terms of the material universe, the phenomena of life, matter, energy, and in short, all that is apparent to our material senses, end quote. Um, they also refer to it as spirit, which, you know, is an undefinable thing. It's not a soul, it's just this state. And the all is a universal, infinite, living mind. Like, you know, it creates things, but in itself was created by itself, in theory, in its... It's sort of a loop, but the all is, and everything is is everything, and it is the phenomenal world that we can perceive is a mental creation of this infinite living mind, and it has its own set of laws and all these things. But all these laws are subject to these hermetic principles as well, and it gets very very deep, very quick. So what does this mentalism is everything sort of philosophy actually really mean? Well, it's supposed to explain um, the mental nature of the universe, which means all of the mental and psychic phenomena that we see and perceive with our senses um, are supposed to be explained by this principle, even the ones that deny science, essentially. But basically it is said that a hermetic student who could understand the laws that govern the mental universe can really unlock psychic ability and unlock, and not even like superpowers or anything, just you start to open the door to understanding and how to manipulate energy, power, and matter by exploiting and using these mental laws of the all. And... You know, that in and of itself would be probably a lifelong journey. So that's the first the first thing you truly try to grasp and understand is everything is mental, everything is a projection of the all, everything is a projection of the mind. And I mean, in layman's terms, I mean, reality, reality is subjective. I mean, you know, just because I see that something is blue, because I'm told it's blue, and I think it's blue, it's blue... But you might think it's red, and I can't convince you that it's not, like, you know, in that situation, which one of us is really true? So, you know, it really it really starts to get you thinking of, man, reality really is just how my brain perceives it. So, there is that. The second principle is... The principle of correspondence, which is one of my favorites. And the old adage actually comes from this. Uh, Kybalion is a hermetic principle. You may have heard it in a movie. There's actually a movie named about it. You might have seen it in a book, whatever. Which is, as above, so below. As below, so above. So, And this is really like the essence of magic, you know, in, in theory. Um, so, correspondence is the macrocosm upper planes of existence are a mirror of the microcosm and vice versa so basically i mean look at for example you know if you look at a picture of lightning how the lightning uh, branches out it looks like branches of a tree 
and that goes all the way down from you know sky lightning to tree root to look at the veins on the leaf to look at the arteries in our body like everything is a mirror of everything else and understanding this is that there are other planes of existence like we just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there but and yes they're going to be different than this but it's there's still going to be a mirror in some fashion of the all itself and of what's happening you know all the way down through the layers almost of existence and yes they're unknowable and whatever but they are all subject to a like universal laws and the laws of hermetics and everything you know there's not it's not so alien and so wacky as like a movie might make it yeah it's going to be strange but everything is subject to universal principles that can't be broken and if you could you know once you understand that you can manipulate those laws as a master of these principles and you know bend reality to your will almost i mean you know it's it's really what like the classic sense of magic sounds like right so you know i mean i'm not a magician However, I believe the outcome would be, you know, manipulating reality to get the outcome you want. So, you know, it's not, it might not be like casting a fireball like we're in like Dungeons and Dragons or like a movie, but, you know, slightly manipulating a natural law and getting an outcome that regular people don't understand might, you know, but it's, it's a science we don't know yet. That's in the essence magic and therefore correspondence you're just manipulated as smaller version of what's happening in the bigger universe. So principle three is the principle of vibration. Everything moves. And what's really interesting about this is I believed in this for a very long time. And I make a joke all the time that... You know, if you, wouldn't it be scary if you were just sitting there talking to your friend and you just put your hand on the solid surface and it just passes through that surface because you match the vibration of that object. You know, like, or be like, what would you do if I just walked through this wall right now and just disappeared? You know, stupid little jokes like that. But that's possible. I mean, incredibly unlikely, but everything vibrates. And science is finally... <laughs> admitted that matter isn't solid like everything you learn in school all of that shit it's just not necessarily true and everything is made up of you know the atoms the like molecules everything but they all vibrate at different frequencies and faster or slower than each other and that's what holds the universe together essentially and in theory if you can match the vibration or change the vibration of things you can manipulate those things and that doesn't just go for the physical world it goes for the mental world as well i mean that's like the principle behind a lot of eastern religions and other like occult practices is like you know changing people's like you know change your vibe change your vibration higher vibration all that kind of stuff you hear in this like new age teaching but there's like some truth to that i mean you you change, like, 
I mean, it's going to be hard, but if you change the frequencies at which things vibrate and move, like, it has an impact on the physical reality and the mental reality, you know, across the board. So I just think that's really interesting that science is finally catching up and admitting, hey, you know, this table right here sounds solid, but it's only solid because the molecules in it are moving at a different speed than my hand is hitting it. So it feels solid. You know, I mean, it makes reality a lie. You know, you hear that kind of stuff all the time if you're into weird shit like me. Um, if not, reality's a lie. Um, so that's, that's one as well. The principle of vibration, and that goes all the way up through, like I said, mental planes, different degrees of other planes of existence. You know, even, like, other beings, like, people say that, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe, if aliens exist, because I'm not saying they do, but I'm also not saying they don't, maybe they, you know, vibrate on a different frequency, so that's why they look strange to us in the movies and in people's reports, or, without getting too religious, like, deity beings, or, like, angels, or anything, maybe they're all just higher levels of existence, vibrating on different planes or even ghosts uh that, that this is an interesting one for me for like paranormal that i believe in ghosts so we'll just get that out of the way and maybe though it's just the energy of that person vibrating in a different frequency and that's why we can't see it and but they can still interact so that's vibration everything moves nothing rests and everything is just in a different state of everything else, so that makes it solid, liquid, gas, other, visible, not visible. It's still moving. Everything moves. The fourth principle of hermetics is polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has, you know, opposing poles of existence. Everything has its opposite, you know, light, dark, cold, hot, thesis, antithesis. Everything that has a dual existence isn't necessarily different by nature. It is identical in nature, but different in degree. So think about hot and cold. The difference between heat and is a literal matter of degrees. You don't see on a thermometer, oh, it's, you know, this, uh, you know, you go by number and you go by temperature, actual degrees. There's not a line that says hot versus cold on, you know, and that just magically, you know, every time you take a temperature, oh, too cold, oh, too hot. Like, it's, it's measurable scientifically, but it's just a fraction off, you know, darkness and light. Two, two sides of the same coin. Slight different degree makes one the other from the other. Which is wild to think about. I love duality in stories and in life. And, you know, everybody has their normal self and their shadow self. And all that. You can get all into that philosophical, really get in headspace about it. Great discussions about it. But it's still, you're still you. You're still one person. Just a shift, slightly one way or the other, 
you know, makes that surface change of light and dark. Things that we, as people, I think we have to need, have that black and white um, distinction between things. Like, it's all got to be this, or it's got to be this, you know, and like, it's one or the other, you versus me, that kind of shit. And it drives me insane. But it's all a matter of degree. Stuff is not that different. <laughs> people are not that different from each other. You're still people. Objects, you know, coins are not that different from each other. We just name things as people to be have them different for a little bit of distinction, but they're still the same thing. You know, a tree is still a tree, but the species of tree is just off by, you know, it's slightly tweaked by a matter of degree to get what we know is what it is. And those things can be reconciled. And that even comes down to what they say in this book about, you know, extremes can meet. Everything is and isn't at the same time. Everything has another side. Truth, half-truth, two sides to everything, all of that. Even look at the Earth. North Pole, South Pole, everything has two sides. So, sorry if that didn't make any sense or I was rambling, but I really like the subject, obviously, which is why I'm doing an episode about it, but it's so thought-provoking to talk about these and, like, really try to grasp with our little brains what all of this stuff really, you know, means and how we, like, apply it to our life. So that was polarity. Everything has two sides. Principle five, the principle of rhythm. Everything flows. Everything comes in. Everything comes out. The tides. Everything rises, falls. The pendulum swings one way. It has to swing back. This is sort of a, everything has an inherent motion in itself. You know, ebbs and flows. You know, if I drink too much caffeine, eventually I'm going to crash. If I don't drink enough water, eventually I'm going to be dehydrated. Like, you know, you go really hard one way, you're going to come back just as hard the other way. And this goes for everything. Mentally, physically, spiritually, all of it. it it's in everything. It's in life. It's in death. And this is like an extremely important principle in hermetics because it's such a universal application like we can talk about all this stuff and how it might apply but this is manifested i think the most in life and while you know some occult practices want to try to transcend laws transcend death all these sort of things hermetics doesn't it just wants to overcome the effects by using specific methods to you know prolong a thing or slightly change a thing hermetics admits that you can't break these universal laws like it's not going to work out how you want you're not going to you know become a god or live forever but to use the principles in your everyday life to enhance that life to make things better and in a peaceful way as well you know it's not for power it's to just understand it's always a quest for knowledge and to use these things so like you know you got to have a little bit of tact and poise with these things. Because you know this is going to happen. You know the pendulum's going to swing the other way in your life. So don't, you know, you do bad shit, it's going to come back. And I know that sounds like karma, but it's not. That's like the general sense of karma. But I, that's like the stereotype that people give. And it's a little different than that. But this is all goes back to hermetic students wanting to have self-mastery. And where, how far can I let that pendulum swing a little bit and mitigate the results when they come back and then get better every time, you know, and improve life? That's sort of the principle of rhythm, like understanding that everything is 
moving in you. I lost my note for a second. So, principle six, cause and effect. Everything has a cause, everything has an effect. Again, all of these build on the other. Mental, as above, so below, through vibration, through rhythm, through polarity, through cause and effect. You know, the pendulum swinging, cause and the effect. Everything builds on everything else. Everything happens to according to laws. Chance isn't real. And I know that's scary. Like, you know, and it's it's something I like to... Another thing I like to talk about. I This is a different subject, but it kind of goes along with this. I like this... I don't believe in free will. I believe in things happening for a reason. Now, we can manipulate that, a cause. So, you know, if I choose to go out and attack somebody, uh, they might kill me. Or I go to jail or something. You know, cause and effect. I chose to do this, but it wasn't random chance. It might feel like random spur-of-the-moment chance, but I chose to do this, or it was going to happen. Everything has a cause, and the subsequent effect comes from all of those causes. And if we don't understand or think it's random or something is chance, it's just another law, whether it's a law of causation, whether it's a law of the universe, science, mentally, whatever that we just don't understand yet. Like, there is no chance. And this is like, you know, a mind-blowing concept, really, I guess, like, for some people. And, you know, being able to manipulate this and getting pushed around by other people's will and just, you know, willy-nilly across the world, if you understand cause and effect, you can sort of, predestination or not, you can tweak the way you get to the end Essentially, you know, I'm going to choose not to be an asshole today. Maybe bad things still happen to me, but there could be a possibility that things are better. And maybe they're better because my attitude has improved, so it improves the attitudes of those around me. You know, that's a good cause and effect. And to me, that reality happened to me that I chose not to be an asshole, so I feel good, I'm nicer to people, like my brain kicks in. And even if that's all this is, if this is all sort of just a mind over matter trick your brain, your brain is what perceives reality and your brain is what makes your reality. So in essence, it's still real. It still affects my physical self and my visual self every day. So that's still a win-win. So very good you know, practices to have. Uh, being mindful of causes and effects and the causes and effects in your life and not just going out and doing whatever the heck you want. Sorry, I didn't mean to like get a little preachy there, but being mindful is one of the things that like I really try to practice, especially lately. So the last principle was one that's a little weird, and that is the principle of gender. Everything has a gender, and I'm not going to get into discussions about like current topics or anything. you got to like... Put that shit out of your mind. I'm not saying that, like, this bottle of ski I'm looking at is a male or a female or anything like that. Everything has a masculine and feminine principle in it, in this life. That doesn't mean it's macho or weak or whatever. I mean, this even goes to, like, tarot cards build on this a lot. A lot of esoteric and occult practices build on this kind of thing. Everything has a gender. It's just manifested in everything. And this is, you know, in the on the physical plane... There's, you know, sex and gender. But on, like, the mental plane, it's it's different. So, 
it works on regeneration, generate creation, everything has two elements of this aspect in them. But the female also contains the male, and the male also contains the female. And it's not, you know, just basic stuff. So, and it's not about sexuality, it's not about those base understanding, really. It's just, you see it in a lot of things, you know. There's some things you need to do are more traditionally, I guess, the male role without making that versus, like, the female role. Even mentally, like, you know, the creation is typically more of a, like, female side or people used to associate, like, the moon with female versus the sun, which was male, or, like, hard work and things like that. It's just in everything, which is really interesting. Because it's, like I said, it's not, it's not just guys, girls, things like that. Like, there's so much more to it. And even, like, down to different things in our cells, it's just really, really hard to grasp, sort of. But it all builds upon all those previous um, things. Like, if, okay, say a male is, a male electron, or, you know, whatever. Like, we assign these things, positive and negative, but it all comes down to gender. It all comes down to duality and directing those energies. Everything has a male energy. Everything has a female energy. So if, you know, man created the energy, well, the female directs the energy or vice versa. It's all, it's, it's really wild and really confusing to sort of get this. Um, this is the hardest one to really grasp, I think. And... It really just comes down to everything has it has its you know partner in being together essentially. I'm sorry that was like a really bad explanation of that, but then it also goes to like mental gender, and then it gets even like more confusing from there. And yeah, <laughs> I sort of lost it there for a second. I was just thinking about it. See, this is like the thing I love about this, and it has so many. Like, thought-provoking. Like, what does it really mean to do this? What does it really mean to have, like, a mental feminine side aspect? I mean, psychology has been doing that shit for years. And I really, really like it. And I still don't grasp it. And I probably never will. But it's just super, super interesting. So that was the seven hermetic principles in a probably bad explanation. But again, I'm no... You know, I'm not a master of these. I just like to talk about them. And if you would like to talk about them more or have any insight on this um, or anything else for future shows, obviously, uh, you can email me at thefile13podcast at gmail. I love hearing from everybody and getting suggestions for future episodes. And I love just talking about this stuff. Like, this, it's wild, man, to find these these old teachings and they're really coming back. Like I know some people are like, Oh yeah, I've heard of this for years or whatever that are more into this kind of stuff. But the past couple years have been really wild. Like there's been a resurgence of interest in these books getting brought back out to the forefront. Even science, like I said earlier, science acknowledging that these things work. And like, that was, you know, part of the gateway in the previous episode, we talked about the gateway practice that, used some of these sort of things and admitted some of these sort of things that science is now doing so like even the government's like yep these things are real like let's there's some some truth 
to these old hokey, you know, quote hokey practices. So it's it's really wild, and I like that it transcends religion. Like you don't have to be religious. You don't have to join, have be part of like one faith or the other to believe in these principles. I mean, I'm a Buddhist who used to be a Norse pagan who used to be a Christian. I know that's wild um, and kind of hard to follow. But I believe in these. Like as a Buddhist, I still believe in Kybalion. If I was a you know Christian, I would still believe in Hermetic principles. Like these are universal, interesting philosoph philosophical laws that, like I said earlier, were so hard to grasp from my obviously from my explanations, but they're so hard to grasp. And yet, if you just stop and think about them on their base level every day, like pick one, pick say as above, so below, and just have that in your mind every day, you'll see what that means. Like you'll start to see that, or think about the like mental projection of reality or like the vibration aspect of everything and it'll really all start to just sort of fall into place at least at a surface level which is you know my understanding and you'll just notice it every once in a while like little things it's really really interesting and you can apply these principles in your life like i said it's, it's really interesting just to think about these sort of things and talk about them and people might think you're kind of weird and won't understand but they really are something and i think in coming years these are going to be more apparent and i think it's going to be less stigmatized in science to believe in these kind of things which is really exciting like i like what generally what people call like fringe science or fringe psychology and things like that so love it so that was the seven principles of hermetics i hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, until next time keep seeking the truth